welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited to be here with you all today. Thanks so much for showing up and listening. Thanks for, for, for popping me right in your ears. <laughs> Let me let me kind of ride along with you in your car or on your dog walk or while you're on the treadmill or you're doing shit around your house. I'm so happy that I get to be a part of your day. So thank you so much uh, for being a loyal listener or maybe you're a first-time listener. And if you are a first-time listener, if, if maybe your sister or your cousin or your mother <laughs> or a friend or somebody sent you an episode and said, hey, you should listen to this. <laughs> and that's how you found yourself here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. So, um, you know, my podcast episodes vary in length. I mean, if I have a guest, sometimes we'll chat for up to two hours. Uh, my own individual episodes, my solo episodes, which is what I mostly do, they range anywhere from 18 minutes to like 50 minutes. I don't know. I can talk. You know, hey, if you if you listen to the show, you know I got the gift of the gab and I can totally self-entertain and uh, talk for a while. But I'm kind of challenging myself today to keep this one sort of short and sweet. So I want to tell a story. And um, I'll, at the end of the story, I'm going to kind of tell you about these really fun, these super duper fun workshops I'm doing with my friend, Emmeline. I'm going to show you a little picture of us. <laughs> so this is this is me and Emmeline being two little weirdos at the bookstore with our crowns and our swords. <laughs> so her name is Emily Abord. I call her Emmeline and Emmeline and I are up to shenanigans. Uh, and it all kind of ties into what today's um, episode is about. Now, I've told this story so many times over the years, like years and years and years and years I've told this story. But then I was like, have I ever told it on my own show? And I was like, you know what? Even if you have, it bears repeating. And I know that I told this story recently on somebody else's podcast that I was a guest on. And I was like, I'm going to go tell that sucker and I'm going to do a, a, an episode specifically on this because I think it's wicked important. So the name of this is called Be the First You. And you know this if you saw the show title, but let me tell you the story that goes behind this. So back in the day when I was in my 20s, many of you know, um, <coughs> excuse me, those of you who know me or who have worked with me, who have been yoga students of mine, who have studied with me, been to retreats or workshops or heard me speak on stage or whatever, you know that back in my 20s, I lived in Los Angeles. I lived in California and through a series of like kind of divine events. I ended up, first of all, becoming aware of a writer, an author named Marianne Williamson, who, um, as many of you may know, actually right now is, is running for president. But uh, back when I first met Marianne, I was in my 20s. I had first discovered her book, A Return to Love, uh, which I say, you know, I would say that A Return to Love is like the gateway drug to a much larger book called uh, A Course in Miracles. 
the long story short is though, I don't have, if you want to, if you want to hear about how I met her, um, that whole thing, how I ended up going to work with her and travel with her, go on spiritual pilgrimages with her and all that stuff, live with her, right. Travel with her, all that stuff. Go back to like, I think it's episode two, <laughs> like, like way back to the beginning. I've talked about her many times, but I told that story. I think, um, I think it's like KK finds her spiritual teacher or something like that is the name of that title episode. But within that period of time, there's a period of time when I was living with her. I was working for her. I was traveling with her and, you know, she became like my spiritual godmother and my mentor and one of my great spiritual teachers. And then she was moving. She was leaving California. She was going to Michigan. I came back to the East Coast. Right before that happened, though, when all this change was happening, I had the opportunity to get um, a reading, so a tarot reading. So I have grown up, right? My Nana, my Nana Cabral. So I have three sides of my family, okay? There's the Kennys. Hello, I'm Karen Kenny. That's my biological father's side of the family. There's the Connors. That is my mother's um, family, but not blood family. She was adopted, right? She was adopted by my grandmother, Connors. Um, so, you know, family, but like not blood relatives. And I'm I'm saying that um, just, to, yeah, why am I telling you that? I don't know if it really matters, except I try to keep it straight in my head for like when my book comes out for readers. And so I always make these distinguishes. And then there's the Cabrals. The Cabrals is my step side of the family. So that was my stepfather. Right. He married my mother when I was a kid. So uh, you basically got the Irish people, you got the Portuguese and Italians. And so my Nana Cabral, <laughs> my Nana Cabral, I think of her like a little a little Italian witch. And so my Nana Cabral like used to do the Malukis, where she would like boil the water and the salt and the needle and the whatever. When when somebody when you were getting a migraine or something, something was going on, she'd check to see if somebody had like put the hex on you or the curse on you, <laughs> the evil eye. You know what I mean? Oh, so um, I grew up around a lot of superstitions. That's my point. We took the long way there and we're back. Thanks for staying with me. So my Nana, like we, you know, just getting tarot readings and being around psychics and believing in superstitious things and blessing houses and spirits and all that stuff, just a part of my life, right? So I do really believe that we all have deep intuitive senses. I just don't know if all of us are open to them, all of us are aware of them, or if 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 any of us, or if all of us, like I know not all of us, are interested in deepening that. But I do believe that some people, just like, like you know, I look at my sweetie, how he was totally born with a, with a gift. There's just no way this kid was not born with a musical gift. And I often joke and say, oh, you know, bef before he popped into the world, it's like God, God leaned down and tapped his forehead and was like musician, you know? Um, so he definitely came through. Now, yes, he busts his ass and he works really hard at his craft, but the kid just had natural talent. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I think all of us come through sometimes uh, with certain affinities for certain things. Like, uh, I did not get, now I got a love of music, right? I got, I can dance. I like to dance. I like rhythm. I like to move my body, but I can, I cannot, when my sweetie tries to explain like chords and, you know, I, I just go like, what? Like my brain, why is that an AFGD at what? <laughs> like my brain does not comprehend, but here's my point. I think some of us come through with, I would say gifts that of intuition, or call them psychic abilities or abilities to see, hear, feel, 
communicate with, right? So I'm in my 20s. I go to get a reading from this woman who I had heard uh, really wonderful things about. And we sit down to have this reading. Now I'm in my twenties at the time. I want to say she must've been at least 20 years older than me. So somebody I, you know, I would consider like an older woman who I would probably have like looked up to and been like, Ooh, wow, this is real deal. Right. And I remember going to her house. I like the whole thing. I'm like, I don't even remember where I was, what city I was in probably San Diego. I don't know. But I go and get a reading from this woman. I remember I remember what her house looked like from the outside. I remember going into the house. I remember going up the stairs and sitting in the room. And the first question she asked me, she said to me, before after saying hello and stuff like that. And then she says, so who are you? And I say, I'm Karen Kenny. And she's like, so tell me about you, Karen. She's like, so what do you want to do? Like, what, what do you want to be? Whatever. And I just thought, oh, I was just like, oh my God. Because remember at this time, I've been like going around the world with Marianne Williamson, right? Like on her book tour and like, see, you know, just intimately behind the scenes, seeing all the stuff, the spiritual pilgrimages, all these things. And I was just like, wow, you know? Uh, and so I say to her in my, in my naive, innocent, you know, kind of point of view, I say to her, I want to be the next Marianne Williamson. And she looked me dead in the face with no malice, with no harm, with no, but like I always, what I would call like loving, but firm, which is the kind of teacher that I am too, right? Loving, but firm. And she said to me, why don't you try being the first Karen Kenny? Oh, and like to this day, I will never forget how that fucking landed in my body. I will never, obviously I'll never forget it because here I am now telling you the story like 30 freaking years later. That's what an impact it had on me. What she was saying to me, she says, why don't you try being the first Karen Kenny? And I thought, holy shit. Like that had never occurred to me. (laughs) Like in that exact way, what she was saying to me is, why don't you try being the first you? And I will say this, I have spent a considerable amount of time, right? Doing that very thing, just trying to be the most me that I can be, right? What is that Dr. Seuss books when he says, nobody can be, nobody can be youer than you, (laughs) right? I just fucking love that. And that's why, you know, I've been asked so many times when people will say to me, now, do you ever get imposter syndrome or do you ever wish you were like da 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 and i say no and i i mean this i i mean this in a really humbly like the most humble way i can mean it i don't mean it with arrogance and i but i always say like i don't think i want to be any i would want to be anybody else like i love being me i love being me with all my flaws i love being me with all my quirks i love being me with all my fucking past bullshit i love me like all the, all the, like I, I, I own, I own, right. The consequences of being me. So this is like the owning the, the bullshit and the brilliance of yourself. And I call owning your magic, right. Own it all. Own your trauma, own your fuck ups, own, own your brilliance, own the time, own the times when you were the most generous and loving. So all of those things together are what have made me, me. And I want to be the first Karen Kenny. And I want you to be the first you. 
because that's what the world needs. It doesn't need cabin copies. It doesn't need, you have a, you have a, like, I think I've talked about this before, you know, when you make a, a, a copy on a, on a Xerox, on a machine, and the more that you keep taking that and copying it and copying it and copying it and copying it, it just gets diluted. It gets fuzzy and grainy and the picture starts to get weird and it loses, it loses what I would say is its spirit and its essence. So I would make a, a, a shitty second Marianne Williamson, right? I look back and I think, oh my God, what a gift. What a gift that woman gave me that day because it made me ask the question, what does it mean to be Karen Kenny? Like, what does it mean to be me? What does the you that like that, like be the first you, like, who am I? And that's the questions we're asking ourselves, right? In spiritual work. Who am I really beyond the ego, beyond the personality, beyond the bank account, beyond the achievements, beyond the whatever? Like, who am I really? And what's my purpose here? And I know that life gets a lot more fun when we feel like it's meaningful, when we feel like this purpose, when we feel like that we um, are making a difference in some way. And look, some of us will naturally make differences on really large global scales. Some of us will make differences in smaller, maybe more quiet, more private ways. You know, I read about this guy one time who was a millionaire. Maybe he was even a billionaire at one point. And he was like giving away his money. I think he was, I, I don't, I don't want to, I might misspeak and say, I don't know if his goal was to get down. I think he wanted to leave his kids like a certain amount that was reasonable, but the rest, he just wanted to give it away and give it away. And he was doing it for years and years and years and years and years and years under the radar. Nobody knew like totally anonymous. And then somebody found out about it and then they made a whole documentary about him. And I just thought how fascinating that this guy didn't want the credit. He didn't want the accolades. Like he just wanted to do this thing that meant something to him. And I just thought how cool, right? So we can even do really powerful things, but in very quiet ways. So today's really kind of an invitation to ask yourself, right? What does it mean to be the first you? And I, I'm taking that pause for a moment to like, let that land. Whatever your name is, fill in the blank. What does it mean to be the first fill in the blank, AKA you? And one of the reasons why I'm talking about this is, as I said at the beginning of the episode, is that my friend, Emily Aborn and I, so Emily and I are both, first of all, we're both friggin' little weirdos, right? We're wicked quirky. We're kind of weird. And hello, who is it? Who isn't, right? We all have our little quirks and we're all weirdos. That's why I kind of love people. Um, but the two of us, we just, we get along really great. We respect each other. We love each other. We crack each other up. And we're both writers. We're both storytellers. We're both podcasters. We're both uh, entrepreneurs. We're both communicators. And one of the things we talk about is how it can be so hard for entrepreneurs, people who have businesses or people who are creatives in some way, who are putting stuff out in the world 
You know, we live in a world now where the internet is always asking you, like, show us who you are, show us what you're offering, show us your products and your services and shout out this and share that and make a reel that, right? So, so much of our lives that used to be private are really broadcast now. And as business owners, you know, it's like, who am I in the world? What am I offering? How am I showing up? And how can I share in my quote unquote content? right? And content is really like when you do a post on social media, that's content, right? When you write an email, that's content. When you do an IG live or an Instagram live or a Facebook live, that's content. When you do a podcast, hello, you're creating content, right? That's what content is. It's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like whether it's telling little stories or doing a post or sharing pictures or whatever it is, you're creating content for your business. And I know for a lot of people, it can be really hard to find inspiration. And so many people think that their lives are so boring. And I'm like, oh my God, there is so much storytelling gold. <laughs> There's so much storytelling gold in your life that you can use if you can to for creating content for, for your business or like whatever. So we decided to get together. And we're doing a live interactive workshop series, and it's going to be four workshops. And we're calling it the Content Compass, okay? And I just want to tell you a little bit about it. It's going to be two, and, and there's a reason why I'm telling you this right here towards the end of this episode and why I hope you stick around to listen. So there's going to be two workshops in May, two workshops in June, and they're going to be recorded. So if you can't make them all, don't worry. But when you sign up for this sucker, you're signing up for all four of them. So here's the first one. So we're going to teach four workshops. We're going to do two together, and then we're going to do two individually. But even on the individual ones, the other person will be there supporting and hanging out and having fun. Okay. So the first one we're going to do together is called Finding Storytelling Gold from the Treasure Chest of Your Life. <laughs> do that. I love finding storytelling gold. I always tell people if I just leave my house, I don't even have to leave my house, man. I could look out that window right now and probably find a story that I could make up because that's how my brain works. So partly in this workshop, in this one in particular, it's kind of like borrowing my brain and Emily's brain where you can bring stuff from your life and say, well, how do I turn this into content? Because my life is so boring. And I'm like, mm -mm, nobody's life is boring. Trust me. It is laden. Your life is laden with treasure. <laughs> it's just about the perspective and how we look at it and knowing how to kind of look at all the weird shit that happens in our life. And how do we make that connection and, and give it meaning to what we're doing in the world and how we serve in the world in our business, okay? The next one that Emily is leading is called Four Directions to Take Your Content. And she talks about the four different kind of guideposts of uh, like what kind of content you can create. And uh, then the next one that I'm doing, which kind of is in sync with this episode specifically, which is why I wanted to talk about it, is called this, Following Your True North and Being Uncopycatable. Mm. following your true north and being uncopycatable. So this is going to be about, right, this, this question, like, who am I? What does it mean to be the first me? How am I showing up, especially as an entrepreneur, as somebody who has a business, as somebody who is, is, is creative? What does that mean to be yourself? And how do we kind of present that to the world, right? And part of this is asking the questions is who I think I am and who I say I am in congruency with what I actually do and how I actually show up. 
And then being uncopycatable, well, if there's only one you and you're the first you, you can't copy that shit, really. People will try, maybe. And this workshop is also specifically about learning how to give credit appropriately, how to give attribution online. Because one of the things that I see, which in my generation, it's like, what the, like my head spins, my head spins when I see the, the shit, the kind of wild west shit that I see happening on social media where people steal other people's content, people steal other people's quotes, people steal other people's identities, people steal these things. Then they reshare them with their name at the bottom. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back in our day, we called that plagiarism. We call that copyright infringement, right? And I've seen some big names get in trouble right? From the masses when we find out that they're full of shit and they're just taking all this stuff and then tacking their name onto it. So I've been asked multiple times over the years, will you please do a workshop on teaching us how to kind of give proper credit and attribution? Because there's this concept of originality. How do I be the first me, right? So that's that workshop. And then the last one that Emily and I are teaching together is called the longitude and latitude, the GPS for creating content or crafting content that connects. So how do we take this thing from aha? You guys always hear me say like, you know, um, I'm so happy. Like when somebody comments on the show when somebody leaves a comment on YouTube or somebody does, uh, sends me a note or a DM or an email or whatever. And they say, oh my God, this episode just really resonated for me. This came at the perfect time. Or they'll quote me back to me and say, spiritual team on the job, S-T-O-T-J, right? Because this 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 episode, you know, came exactly when I needed it. And, um, you know, one of the things that I that I always say is that I'm so happy that something that I shared from my hat also somehow landed in yours. And that's the great thing about when you are fully yourself, when you are truly standing in your own spirit, in your own essence, in your own power, when you are sharing, right, from that place of knowing yourself, that self-knowledge place, and you're sharing that in your content and stuff, that's what makes you attractive. That's what makes you magnetic. That's what makes people want to work with you. Not because you're some watered down of some other business coach or some other writer or some other whatever. It's you being true blue, you. Real deal, holy field, you bona fide you that's what people want to connect with and you know that's what people are really going to delight in and when you are being you and you're not trying to fake it till you make it and you're not trying to blow smoke up people's ass and you're just being yourself in your content all that imposter syndrome shit can just kind of go away it's a kind of a made-up term anyways right it's like a way to pathologize insecurity and all this other shit but i'm not saying some people don't feel it. I'm just saying we don't have to, it's not necessary. And we can find easier ways, more fun ways to truly be ourselves both online and in person. So it's going to be 150 bucks for the whole series. If you want to sign up, just go to thecontentcompass.com, thecontentcompass.com. And uh, you can find that sucker online. Come join us. It's going to be awesome. So you guys, here's the question. I don't have the answers for you on this one, right? This is more an episode where I would say, fall in love with the question. Fall in love with the question is, what does it mean to be the first you? What does it mean to be you? And um, I would love to hear what you discover when you slow down enough to ask that question. 
And I'm so glad again, like I go back and I think back to my, my youngest self and just how excited she was and enthusiastic she was and, and her energy and just being like, yeah, I want to go out there and I want to be like the next generation of like whatever. And thank Christ on a cracker, that woman said to me, no, 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 be the first you. And it's not so much, I have to say this too, it's not so much about becoming anything. It's more about removing all the shit you aren't, all the things you aren't, all the stuff you aren't. So if, you, if you've never heard this story, right? Um, and I've heard different, you know, over the years, I've heard it be said that it was Michelangelo or other sculptors or whatever, but I'll just, I'll just stick with Michelangelo. So Michelangelo used to get these huge pieces, right? So this is this, as the story goes, he used to get these huge pieces of granite, huge pieces of stone brought to his courtyard for him to, um, you know, commission art. He gets commissioned to create certain artwork. And someone had commissioned him with this huge piece of granite to create and sculpt this, this incredible elephant. And it gets wheeled into the yard or however they get it into the yard. And it's this massive piece of stone. And you can just imagine this little person standing in front of it looking up. And his assistant or whoever says to him, how is it that you can just look at this massive piece of stone and somehow craft an elephant from this? And I love this answer so much right? It's some version of this. He says, the elephant already exists within the stone. All that I do is go in and chip away, hammer away, chisel away, all that is not elephant. And the elephant reveals itself to me. The elephant is already there within that stone. And I'm just removing all that is not elephant. And in A Course in Miracles, there's a beautiful line that says, your task is not to seek for love. And I always stop, pause, and explain. Because you don't have to seek the thing that you actually already are, okay? You don't have to go looking for the thing when it's already you and inside you and through you and it's who you are, okay? Your task is not to seek for love. It continues, your task is to seek and to find, and I always add in parentheses, and remove. Continuing, all the barriers that you have built within yourself to your own awareness, to the awareness of love's presence. Your task is not to seek for love. Your task is to seek and to find all the barriers you've built against your own awareness to love's presence. And that's what this is about, is removing all the barriers, all the blocks to love that we have created, all the bullshit that keeps us from seeing who we truly are, from experiencing the first you, the true you, the true blue, the real deal holy field, the bona fide, right, you. So if you were going to start chipping away at some shit that isn't you, let me throw up some examples. Maybe you would chip away that addiction. Maybe you would chip away at that old uh, insecurity. 
Maybe you would chip away and remove that old story that you're not good enough. Maybe you would chip away, um, stop doing things that actually don't feel fun or good or exciting anymore. Stop forcing things. Maybe you stop talking to yourself like an asshole in your head. Maybe you, you see what I'm saying? What if we could just chip away at the thoughts, the stories, the habits, the patterns, the identities? And when we remove those things, those blocks, those barriers, what would be left? So a lot of people try to use spirituality to fix themselves into like, oh my God, this work and all, I got to do all this work on myself. And I'm like, really, it's about letting all that's not you go away. And that can be hot and scary for the nervous system right? Creating new neural pathways in your brain. But that's why this help is like me. Like this is the work I do in the quest in my one-to-one stuff. And I'm also, as you guys know, offering story time hypnosis now, which is a great way to help the nervous system, especially when you're going through transformations or creating change, or when you're just exhausted from humaning because uh, humans be humaning and people be peopling and it's a tiring gig. <laughs> So you guys, that's what I got for you today. I don't know how long this was. I don't think I made my early cutoff date, right? But here's the thing. What's it like to be the first you? And when you remove all that's not you, what's left? I'll give you a hint. One of the things is, if not the thing is, love. That's what's left when you remove all that is not you. Love. That's what's left. And maybe some sprinkles and jimmies on top. <laughs> so you guys, I hope this was helpful in some way. Uh, let's see what this is going to come out. What date is this sucker going to come out? May 11th, baby. The workshop stop. They're happening on May 17th is the first one with Emmeline, me, me and Emmeline, uh, Emmeline and I probably propagramma. The second one is the 24th. And then the next two are in June. There's one on June 14th, June 21st, thecontentcompass.com. Come join us. If you want to uh, sign up for the next, because it'll be too late by the time you hear this, the next Storytime Hypnosis, shoot me a DM, send me a message, shoot me an email, karen at karenkenny.com, and I'll send you the link to sign up. It's just 25 bucks. It's going to be a blast. And you guys, I also have some other fun things that I got in the works. So stay tuned because I'm always full of surprises. You never know what I'm going to be up to. So you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here. I hope that something that I shared was was helpful for you or valuable for you or just made you think about something from a different point of view or you just enjoyed hearing a good story. So whatever it is, I appreciate your support of the show. Um, if you haven't already, go and sub subscribe to this sucker. And if you haven't already, do me a favor, go leave a review or uh, leave a rating on the Apple podcast. That's super duper helpful. Uh, and also share this episode with somebody if you feel like that they um, they could use it and that if you got value out of it, if you found it helpful, maybe somebody you love will too. Okay, last but not least, wherever you go, wherever you go today, please bring your best self, okay? Leave yourself, leave the people, leave the place, leave the animals, leave the environment better for you having been there. Wherever you go, be you, bring you, be the first you. <laughs> Wherever you go, be a blessing. Bye.
you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>